I'm Black Star Sean Edwards. And this is Ruthless Ray Smith. And, and we're, we're Black, Black Hollywood. Hollywood. You're now listening to Marking Out. Yeah. You already know. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Little Willie, Willie won't go home. You can't push Willie down. Willie won't go, but Willie will. Listening to Marking Out. Marking Out episode 164, that is. And I am your host of the episode, Dave the Rave. That all the ladies crave. And you can listen to all of our past episodes at MarkingOut.com. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Go follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. I am also sitting alongside Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always, and now that song is stuck in my head. What made you say that? Because I sang that for karaoke last night. What made you, like, and where did you pick that from? Because it's sweet. Well, you knew that song Of before. course, yeah. Not many people know that. I think. Yeah, not many people do know it. When I did choose it in the bar, I think I may have been the only person that actually knew it. That's a favorite um, song of mine. Yeah, but no, just for the record, I didn't mention it, but you can follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, and you can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And if you don't follow us on Twitter, you can follow at MarkinOut, M-A-R-K-I-N-O-U-T. You could uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, like I said. If you uh, would like to email us, if you have any uh, submissions for a uh, uh, song or musical interludes or anything that you want, email us at markinout1 at gmail.com. Yes. And let's get on with the podcast. Let's get to some questions and comments. Yes. Right off the bat, we have a question from Jason Linick. Hey, guys. Great episode this past week. I loved the WrestleMania dream cards you put together. I'll agree with Brandon on his Piper's Pit segment. I would love to see Warrior involved at WrestleMania 30. Now on to my questions. 1. WWE typically cleans house after WrestleMania. Who do you see being released or who do you see being on the chopping block? Uh, Let me start off by saying no. I don't see anybody. Really? Yeah. You're, you're, no, seriously. Um, the only person that got the, who got released in the past like three years was Sin Cara recently. That's it. I wouldn't go with three years. Not not three Man. years, but maybe two years since um, they opened the school. Even the, the I would training. I would go with Chopping Block. I would go with JTG. No, uh, you've been saying this for the past three years. Now. I know. I would still. I mean, so it's a no. It's not going to happen. I still don't see the use of him. But it's, um, it's obviously there's they're not. Releasing him. They're not releasing people. The, the most I would see is JTG, JoJo, and JoJo, outside of maybe, that, I don't know. Maybe JoJo. But that they're, they're, they're not, I don't think they're releasing people. They have a performance center. That's the thing, because they, now they have the performance center. They could just send people down there. Do you like a cracker? Um, I would like to see, uh, Yoshi, hey, you, you did all that after I did that intro with the Facebook and Twitter and everything. You had to repeat all that too. No, I, well, so, I said, you didn't say follow I us think, on Marking Out. Yeah, I did. Did you? Because um, I didn't yeah. hear that. I, I changed my opinion about Yoshitatsu after seeing his New Japan, but the stuff that bothers me is I would like to see him use that strong style in the WWE ring, and uh, it's something that you won't see. 
Because, but I could see him and like Daniel Bryan putting on a good match. Yeah, but that's um, yeah. That's, yeah. On to the second question: What are your top five favorite WWE shirts? Uh, let's start with yours. I have to yawn. What the hell? All right, then let's <laughs> go with mine. Uh, in no specific order, uh, I got CM Punk Best in the World, uh, Stone Cold The Austin Three Sixteen, The Generation X Socket, uh, The Job Squad Pin Me Pay Me, and Kurt Angle It's True It's True. Um, it was a very it was I found it very difficult. Yeah, it's because I don't really recall all these older T-shirts and everything. And there's a lot of great T-shirts that WWE, WWF have put out in the past. Uh, mine in no particular order. Uh, let's start out with the uh, Get the F Out T-shirt. I remember I, I got that at an autograph signing and my Nana, my Nana got it for me and didn't realize what it said on it. That's funny. <laughs> and, Your uh, Nana, best friends with uh, Sandman. Sandman, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. And uh, and Taz, kind yeah. of, fire association, whatever. Uh, the second one, I have the white American flag Rama Bull logo t-shirt. I really like that one. And I wish WWE would re-release all those t-shirts. They have like a logo, a flag logo for every country, or every main country. Uh, I also like the American flag WWE logo t-shirt that you could find. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Tommy Dreamer wears it on his... Ruthless Aggression Action Figure Series 2 t-shirt. So, And then I have the Brock Lesnar. I think it's his first t-shirt with his back tattoo on the logo. And it says Brock underneath. I got that at SummerSlam 2002. And then uh, finally the Hardy Boys logo t-shirt with like the lightning in the background. Yeah. I was a big Hardy Boy fan. Uh, next question from Jamie. Uh, when CM Punk returns... Who would you like to see? Who would you like him to face? Either Chris Benoit or Owen Hart. Uh, this is kind of a toss-up. Um, I don't want to leave anyone hanging, so I'm going to choose an answer. I'd go with Chris Benoit. Ooh. Yeah. I'd go CM, with Benoit. CM Punk was supposed to face Chris Benoit the night everything went. Yeah, down. exactly. Or was so, it John Morrison that was supposed to? No, I think it was CM Joe Punk. CM Punk. It? No, CM Punk. Chris Benoit. And why they give John Morrison? Be the, I don't get it. That was supposed to be the night that we get that big technical uh, possible match of the year. But I don't understand. So why, I, why did they go ahead? If it was supposed to be CM Punk versus Chris Benoit, where Chris Benoit was going to win the ECW championship, why? Like, I don't understand. First of all, I don't remember how, who had the title before that, that there was no champion. Mm-hmm. But why would they go ahead and give Morrison that championship if it was going to be like, they just like, oh, nope, CM Punk's definitely not our champion. We're going to give it to Morrison next. Yeah, I don't get that either. But, but yeah, I would I, definitely, I would rather see CM Punk for his own heart. Really? Yeah, I All really right. would. Uh, you want to take the next one? Yeah, uh, this one's from Jasmine. What's up, guys? Great episode as always. I highly enjoyed listening to this uh, show every week. I forgot to comment last week since I've been all over the place lately, but of course I still found time to listen to the podcast because it's too awesome to miss. So I'd like to ask you guys, who do you think had or has the most ridiculous gimmick in pro wrestling? It doesn't have to be just WWE, it could be uh, uh, anywhere else as well. I, uh, I wish thinking about this as I was watching the zombie make his debut on ECW. And I decided that I should ask you. Thanks a lot for the entertaining podcast every week. Keep it up at Reverse and Massage. Uh, thank you for your question. I wish I had prepared for this question. 
I um, prepared for it and I forgot what I was going to say. Like as I was reading it, damn, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Before she said the zombie, I had yeah. another gimmick in mind. Uh, can I go when with when I first read it? Uh, Gobbly Gooker. Uh, yeah, but he didn't really wrestle. Yeah, he wrestled one match. Um, I was it Shark Boy? Shark Boy, where he was the Stone Cold Steve Austin gimmick. I thought that that was pretty oh, awful. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I thought that was awful. There was oh man, well I, I really wish I wrote. Would you this like down. to pause it and look it up real quick? Let's try and do uh, that. All right, we're gonna pause and come back. Yeah. So basically. Uh, Dave, you have some gimmicks. Yeah, I, I, I really wish, I really wish I remember what... Yeah, even after taking a break, Brandon couldn't remember. I, I don't know, um, man. My mind but is I, I'm going to go with T.L. Hopper, uh, Oz, um, Fatu from when he had like his uh, streets gimmick from the streets, where he was like kind of like a motivational speaker-ish, uh, talking about how he got shot in the stomach. Um, and then pretty much, yeah. And then pretty much a ton of gimmicks that Mike uh, Mike Shaw did. Uh, rest in peace, like Friar Ferguson, Bastion Booger, Brodus J. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many in WCW alone, but yeah, I like, didn't watch WCW back in the day. But I'm sure if you go back and watch it, you could probably find ten on one episode. Like like fake Sting, the, or whatever. Uh, and what Kiss was it? Demon. No, what was it? I like Kiss Demon actually. But what was it? It wasn't fake Sting. What did they call him? NWO Sting or something? What did they call him? Black Scorpion? No, that's something else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his name was. But uh, I guess as far as really bad gimmicks, Razor Ramon and Diesel after Kevin Nash and Scott Hall went to WCW. Yeah, right. No, seriously, that's a terrible gimmick, right? All right. You want to take the next? Uh, the next question we have comes from uh, CM Mark. Hey guys, great show last week. Kind of like the condensed timing of the TNA stuff because, let's be honest, it's not worth discussing. I have a bone to pick with NXT. I heard what you said about the Adam Rose theme change and had to check out what the deal was. Like most people, when I first saw that entrance, I marked out like crazy. Now... The powers that be went ahead and killed the woo from the song. That theme popped the crowd, and I wanted to see that in the big-time sellout crowds. Once again, WWE seems to have, a, have found a way to suck the fun out of everything. What do you guys think? Um, you know, I don't think that it was going to be anything that would have played off onto WWE television itself. Uh, like you wouldn't, I don't know if you would see something like that on Raw or SmackDown. You might, you might. I don't think it's WWE's fault though. I think maybe they didn't have the agreement between the band to, to use it and it got more over than they expected. I mean, it could also be with the factor of Ric Flair with the wooing. And again, um, it could because, be Mark Marrow. Well, with the, yeah, uh, with Ric Flair, because how Charlotte, his daughter is in wrestling now with the NXT. And Terribly, she's, might I add. Yeah, and she's doing I wooing too. I saw her too. match last night. She's doing that same bullcrap thing that AJ does with the snapmares. You know what? But I noticed that, but I'm okay with it. I'm I starting to become that. okay with it because it allows you more, uh, more. diversity in mo uh, moves that you can do after that. No, it doesn't. From snapmares, it adds a little bit, but I don't know why they're... I don't get why. It's the only two maybe, people I've ever seen is her and AJ. Maybe it's just what how they're teaching them to do it now. I don't see how... Nobody else is doing that. 
Maybe this. Maybe every. Maybe everyone's different. If it's you like, oh, to... take a snapmare, but I'm sure. Mil- your legs I'm sure we've seen Melina do it like that. I don't know. I don't really don't think so. I really don't. I don't know. But back to uh, this, I, I don't really think that WWE is killing it too much. I mean, I the think theme that song is pretty similar. You can find it on iTunes now, so it's a WWE official track, I believe. So yeah, it's WWE official now. Um, I couldn't see it being in the sellout arenas. You um, never know, though. You never know. I mean, could you see? I mean, honestly, I think it's still going to be fun to watch him uh, with the entrance and his uh, promos and everything. But it's like, look back at, at entrances in the past of like WWE superstars that you're like, what is going on right now? Like Wait, the oddities. Did you ever think you like looking back? Would you ever think the oddities wouldn't make it today? Would they? I don't know. It's like look at the Spirit Squad. Everybody, it's like these entrances. You know, that... if we did have the oddities today, you'd have everybody bringing up how that's earthquake. You would have people chanting in the crowd chanting "earthquake" at Golga. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's the difference. Back then, you wouldn't have that, but I feel like today's era, you have the smarks in the in the audience that do do that. So, well, would do that. You said do do. I did. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for your question, though. Um, this one's from Aaron. Hey guys, another great episode as always. You want to take this half, and I'll take the second half. No, you can take the first half. Well, no, because this one's kind of like. Towards me. You're a dick. Before I get into my questions for this week, I have a bone to pick with Dave about his WrestleMania slash WWE rant last week. His points for not liking what's going on didn't really add up in my eyes. He complained about the Daniel Bryan authority storyline being drawn out too much. I bet Dave is the same person who complains if a feud is only a month or so. Dave would have never lasted as a wrestling fan in the 70s or 80s when Bruno San Martino wrestled the same guy every night for months, even years. I get that Dave may not like what's going on, and he has right to his right to his opinion, but that Brian authority has played out very nice, uh, very nicely. But to say that you wouldn't care if Daniel Bryan wins the title, that's just robbing him of his moment, and we've been waiting that we've been waiting for. I think WrestleMania 30 will be very good, and we'll end with a yes chant ringing throughout the Superdome. Well, I kind of see where Dave's coming from, though, with this whole thing. Yeah, it just it just feels like it's dragged on for a little bit. I mean, we did see this all begin back at SummerSlam with uh, Daniel Bryan winning the championship. It was even, like, and well, it was even it. before SummerSlam, though. Yeah, no, it was like that up. whole lead up. It's been like extreme highs and extreme lows for people. But just to like uh, fall back, I'm not one to complain about. Um, uh, Feuds only lasting for a month. I mean, on the podcast, I mean, it depends on the feud. I've said many times that I think that the IC championship needs, and the US championship needs a few feuds lasting uh, for like every, for only for one month here and there, just to give it more diversity in storylines and matches and kind of make it mean a little bit more. And it would also enhance the wrestlers that partook in it. Um, also, with the 70s and 80s wrestlers, there's a big difference between 70s and 80s with Bruno to today's era. Back when Bruno San Martino wrestled every night, uh, the same the same guy seven days a week, 
you didn't, you weren't exposed to that seven days a week. I don't think it was seven days a week. Well, I think well, they wrestled once a month. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't want to. But say even that, even but. still, like you're not you're not exposed to it as you are the say uh, as you are today. Today, whenever someone wrestles someone, you're exposed to it on a daily basis. If yeah, it, because even there's if, because there's Raw, because there's SmackDown, because there's main event, there's superstars, there's now the WWE Network, and, plus, and outside of WWE, there's there's DVDs, there's merchandise, there's so much more stuff. That they sell that you can watch matches that you see. And the internet. That's all you have to say. The internet. You can but see there's so up. many results and everything on the internet that... But the fact like you you have... You could see the house show results. You could see like that this person uh, defeated this person at a house show. And you're just exposed to it so much. While back then they could face off. And you would have really no idea that they're facing each other more than once a week. Or as many times that they face off. So I feel like they're just two very different um, eras to be uh, compared. The internet really did uh, it, the internet and social media and uh, media itself with the television. It just really uh, it puts that big spotlight on wrestling as a whole, as it, it, as in the past it didn't. I thought you were gonna say it puts that lotion on the skin. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to rob that moment at all. I think that it's still going to be a very huge moment if it does happen. I think that it's more not really him winning the championship, but him having that uh, spotlight on him at WrestleMania to be the face of the WWE and being recognized as the face of the WWE. Uh, something that I feel like is um, a little bit above the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I feel like they're both, they're more competing for the face of the WWE. Um, you want to continue with the uh, question or? You can take it. All right. My first question for you guys is, what is your favorite stage sets in WrestleMania history? I recently saw a photo of, Wrestle, of the WrestleMania 30 set, and I think it looks good so far. Personally, I like last year's with the Brooklyn Bridge and Empire State Building. But my favorite ever... My favorite ever was WrestleMania 19. I love the old school L-shaped ramp, uh, rampway. You want to answer that, or do you have um, any? Well, I do have to agree. I liked WrestleMania 29s. Uh, I liked WrestleMania 20s, and uh, WrestleMania 24, I think it was. And WrestleMania 21 was cool because it was like Hollywood. It was like a theater. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I mean, last year I couldn't really appreciate it because we were there live. So I feel like I. Couldn't appreciate it for what it really was. They nah. There's weird things though about that stage that like I still don't understand why there were cars on the bridge. Yeah, they don't see it once. That's on the, the thing. There were cars on the bridge that we saw because we were on the upper decks, but nobody else would have known that that was there. Like you don't see it on the DVD. I just don't understand why. Um, I right. still don't understand why they didn't sing "America the Damn Beautiful." Damn. Don't say damn when you're saying that. Why? Though. It's America the damn beautiful. Don't do that. Uh, secondly, I heard that RVD is set to make his return after WrestleMania 30. What do you think WWE will do with him? Who will he feud with? Thanks again, number one, Brandon Mark, Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at AaronTSM. Um, yeah, rumor has it RVD is set to return the night after WrestleMania at that Monday Night Raw. Hopefully nobody. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see WWE doing anything with him besides him falling into the mid card. Hopefully um, nobody. Hopefully he doesn't return. I don't want to see him return. Why? He's I I was completely over that last run. That was just bullshit. 
So pretty much you're over RVD? Well, I think so. Alright, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm not over RVD because he is. He still has a lot to uh, offer. But I do feel like he's just going to fall into the uh, the card facing off with Christian, Sheamus, and Del Rio. 2013-2014 Brandon is a lot different than 2007 Brandon. So... What do you... Like, I see shit a lot differently now within, like, the wrestling. Like, when I see matches, I see it a lot differently than I did back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Me or you? You could. All right. This one's from Eric. Hey, guys. Excellent show again this week. I like Dave's rant this week. Made me think back to the glory days of Chris's rant of the week. After listening to it, I have one question for Dave. What would WWE have to do to get you interested in the product again? Um, to get me interested in the product again, I guess just switch up the storylines. I need new storylines. Uh, I mean, I love what the Shield's doing, the Wyatt family, John Cena even. I like what they're doing with Batista. I'm not a fan of. I, I, I don't know if I want to see any wrestlers returning all too much. I just want to see different storylines. I want to see more storylines. I want to see the mid-carters, the divas. I want to see storylines uh, play out. Keep up the great work. I spent my birthday morning today, the 28th, listening to the best damn professional wrestling podcast around. Great, to, great start to my day. The number one mark at Montreal, Broski. P.S. Thanks for specifying the MTL part of my Twitter handle, Brandon. And I'm glad Dave now says Montreal like a local. Well, thank you very much. And happy belated birthday. Well, no, happy birthday. We're wishing him a happy oh, yes. birthday Today's the 28th. Today. Today's the 28th. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for submitting questions and comments. Yes, I appreciate it all. We both do. Um, let's get on with some uh, WWE sports entertainment talk. Yes, let's kick it off with SmackDown. Do you want to uh, start? Let's start with the bands. There was a lot of bands on SmackDown for me, at least. Works um, for me. Yeah, so starting off the bands at SmackDown, Miz TV with Big Show. I don't, like, I'm not a fan of it. It was like an ass segment. He brought out Titus O'Neil, Kofi Kingston, Del Rio, yeah, Langston, Cody Rhodes, yeah, Mark Henry, Goldust. They watch, they watch, they know. And Sheamus, yeah. They and then Sheamus said that they should all brawl, and then right then they just brawled. It was pretty much a setup for the big show. And yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because the Miz was like, "Oh, we should yeah. all take out Big Show," and they all like, yeah, it was pretty much that. And then the like it ended up teasing like the battle royal where Miz was trying to get uh, Big Show over the top rope, and then he went flying over. Uh, just wasn't a. Fan. It doesn't set up anything for me. Yeah, Miz for isn't winning. Big Show's match. not winning. It do it doesn't do anything for me with that match. And I, I have to I, know, I wouldn't put Big Show past it. Big Show's not winning. That's no yeah. no way Big Show winning that. And I have to make mention that Miz actually called him Biggie Langston, so that's kind of weird. Miz is on my side with that. Um, oh, oh, and I have to say that I really wish uh, Fandango wins this. Yeah, talking oh, about wow. Biggie Langston, uh, Biggie took on Del Rio and lost to him following a sidekick. It was a short match, and uh, it was Biggie Langston. So kind of good. kind of weird seeing the IC champion lose to Del Rio. Maybe that's the championship that Del Rio should be focusing on. There were a lot of people cheering for Del Rio, too. Yeah, I think that Del Rio is a better IC champion 
Yeah, we're a U.S. champion as opposed to uh, WWE World it's Heavyweight Champion. Continental. Whatever. We would have to. Th- um, why, would, why would you want Del Rio as U.S. champion? Why not? He's not in the United States. He's not a so, citizen, is he? So. So I don't want a foreigner. I don't want Sheamus wow. to be. I don't want Sheamus to all be right. the U.S. champion. Right, I don't right. want Christian to be my U.S. champion. All right, we the people. Want, we the people. Want somebody from U.S. Right. Sergeant Slaughter. All right. Uh, we also had the Bella Twins defeating Natalia and Summer Rae. I wanted this match to be good, but it was just filled with stupid total divas storylines. Like, uh, why were Natalia and Summer Rae tagging up? I, I didn't understand that. I think they were just playing off on the Total Divas episode that everybody just saw. Yeah, and then they did that whole, like, oops, I bumped into you, we're distracted type of thing, and then we just got hit from our opponent because we can't work together in the ring thing. It's like, I, it's not, that's not the way to go. That's, like, cartoony. Yeah, I don't like, see that. It just be, I mean, to play it off in the ring, when it's played off in the ring like that, you kind of, you know that it's staged. Even, and it takes, on, away, it takes away from watching Total Divas, where you don't really... But no, no, it, where we don't know it's stage. Come well, on. Well, no, I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh. Even on Total Divas, like, I'm getting, like, really, like, oh, why is this like this? Why are they doing this? We didn't even talk about Total things. Divas yet. We'll talk about it later. It's like, when even on Total Divas, though, with, with Natalia and Summer Rae, like, they don't hate each other. Why are they... I'm not stupid. It's like a little girl storyline that... Oh, well, Kardashians, let's drink wine and watch Total Divas tonight. You know what I mean? Nope, I do not. Girls, um, they watch these TV shows and drink wine. Coolers or something. Something like that. I don't know what they're called. All right, let's move on to the middles. The Shield <laughs> defeated Roy Baxel, three-man band, and the Real Americans uh, in by uh, DQ. Yeah, it was Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins teaming up. Uh, Kane actually came down and started to attack Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's where the uh, DQ took place. Which doesn't make sense to me. Why? Because oh, like because where he, he wasn't Roman in the Reigns. match. Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand like where this whole took place. I don't know if they if the Shield actually won by DQ or if yeah. maybe it was just like a no contest. It could could have been a no contest because it did end up into kind of a. <laughs> Yeah, because all brawl. the teams were brawling. and Three-man uh, band looked awesome in the match. Yeah. If you want to ask yourself... Oh, and that if was, you, of course, that was uh, Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Yeah, let me just say, um, up yours to any fan on Facebook, in Facebook groups, or even tweeting us, asking us, why does Zack Ryder still have a job? Why does three-man band still have a job? Look at what they do in the ring and how good that they make those wrestlers look. And Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre are very good in my eyes. I was a big supporter of Jinder Mahal back in, uh, was it FCW or NXT? Uh, NXT. FCW. Yeah. It was FCW. I was a big supporter of Jinder Mahal. And Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins have had their uh, a long past feud uh, for the championship down there. So to see them going at it in the ring, you knew that they had great chemistry. And overall, it looked awesome. Yeah. And uh, the Outlaws ended up coming down, and they also attacked Roman Reigns. And uh, after Rybaxel and the Real Americans beat down the Shield, Kane and the New Age Outlaws did the same. So, um, Can we just uh, add uh, that Kane, after this, they had a backstage segment where Kane and uh, Three Man Band were together. And Kane put them in a WrestleMania match. They put them in the uh, Battle Royal, officially. And it was kind of, did you see this clip or no? Yeah, I watched it. I thought that was pretty funny how after they, you see them in slow motion celebrating and fist pumping in the hallway, and then it says like, it had like some corny uh, music going and it said like, 
three-man band are going to WrestleMania. I, I just thought it was kind of like funny how they were playing that up. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the goods of SmackDown. Uh, Kane cut a promo. And, yeah, how'd that uh, go? Well, he spoke about how nobody's bigger than the authority, and he blames Daniel Bryan and the fans for thinking that they were part of something big. Uh, Kane also read a letter from Triple H, which he wrote in regards to Daniel Bryan, uh, where making tri- him and tri- him and Stephanie use force against him. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, also, Fernando. Picked up a victory against Fandango. Uh, during the match, we saw El Torito spot Summer Rae, who was wearing a red dress. And uh, honestly, I thought that was a brilliant thing, a brilliant spot to have in that match. I, she, was, she was waving her dress like a bullfighter yeah, would. And I, I thought up. that I was a big fan of this spot. I saw on Twitter not many people were happy with this. Even with, um, I'm going to talk about, I'm going into the future a little bit. But on Monday Night Raw with her spot uh, with Goldust. Well, they did I last think, week too. She had a spot. Yeah, I think that this is all leading up to Fandango uh, dumping Summer Rae and Summer Rae going off on her own. Who knows? Because very recently, Fandango has been losing his matches due to Summer Rae. Yeah, uh, I mean that that distracting that Summer Rae distraction on SmackDown led right to Fernando rolling Pick up. up the victory. Yeah. So I really think that from her faking her injuries. And just so distracting things, yeah, like feuds with Natalia. I don't know what you guys yeah, right. are thinking, um, but yeah, I think that Fandango is going to dump her very soon, which is good because I we know okay, that she can relax, wrestle. David, oh, I thought you were going to say which is good. No, because then I think me. I think that we'll see her uh, a lot more uh, in the ring. Yeah, uh, we also had uh, Ziggler defeating Sandow. I I still think it's wild to see Ziggler do the famous her. I think I I like I the fact. That they call it the famous, the famouser, usually like with the word ass in there, but they are very PG when it comes to New Age Outlaws, uh, their intro and everything. I think that might be just up to, uh, what's his name, Road Dog. I think Road Dog. No. I think that was his decision. I guess maybe because he is uh, one. He is uh, what is he? Uh, an agent. Yeah, because maybe. he is Who like knows? an actual like, he is someone in the company. He's not just a pro wrestler. He has a background. Uh, John. But uh, during this match, Damian Sandow took his knee pad down to do like a, a knee drop to uh, Ziggler's face, I guess. Oh. I really, not that 2K is listening to me right now, but I really think they should try and work on that for their game. Where like you're moving like a pad? Yeah, like you should be able to take down and pull up your knee pad or elbow pad for more damage, like, like one, like. I don't know, three times during the match, like an ability. That'd be kind of cool, like removing an elbow pad or... Like you could roll out of the ring as an ability. An ability could be, oh, you pull down your knee pad. Yeah, remove. The only person who removes an, an, an elbow pad in the game is The Rock with the people's yeah. elbow. But you can't put the elbow pads back on. I think that'd be a cool thing. Yeah, no, that's a very cool thought. Um, Sandow, unfortunately, he's been falling and falling and falling, but yeah. the best... Thing for some wrestlers is to let them fall, fall, just to build them back up. I know. This Always is quoting Brandon. No, this is a, a vintage, vintage Brandon. Brandon <laughs> and honestly, it, it's the truth. Samoa Joe, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Wyatt Family promo about John Cena was absolutely sick. I don't think I've, I've ever wondered this before watching this SmackDown, but I wonder if WWE writes his promos or if Bray writes it himself. 
I honestly I don't know. I would go with Bray right in it himself. That's what I would think. Because the way that it flows and everything, it seems like he it's coming out of his mind. Yeah. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he's just ad libs a lot. Um yeah. I mean back I I would like to see a lot more promos like that. You yeah. don't really have promos these days. It's usually you have an interviewer there. Right. You don't have too many promos of a guy cutting it just directly talking into the camera at you. Yeah, and people like Bray and myself are really good at cutting promos while you aren't really that great at it. Could you uh, do a cut a little promo for us real quick? What do you want me to cut a promo about? Uh, Let's go with chocolate cake. Chocolate, chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. With your good looks on the chocolate cake. Let's go with chocolate cake. <laughs> Chocolate cake. Where do you want me to start? It's sweet. It's delectable. You, is that the right word? I don't know. You can't really do that when you're cutting promos, but you pop that chocolate cake in the microwave for just two seconds, maybe four seconds, maybe five seconds, and it gets warm and gooey, and you eat that chocolate cake with a fork and a big tall glass of milk, and you just want to enjoy it. So what do you do? You save that cake for later. And then you buy yourself a jar of frosting. And you take that frosting and you take a butter knife. And you spread it on that cake. And you put that cake back in your mouth. And you enjoy it. You absolutely enjoy it. <laughs> scene. And scene. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Was so it? Now, I feel like I, I think done so. Better. Now let's move the mic a little bit. I more. feel like I could have done better. Uh, you have nothing but time to practice. We got next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know if you want to hear more Brandon promos on the show. <laughs> he has like fifteen hundred uh, already uh, pre-recorded. That wasn't pre-recorded. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, that was a that was a live on the spot deal. Yeah. Um, the final match we had John Cena defeating Luke Harper. And I thought what was a very cool match, a very uh, good match. Yeah, I'm very happy that Luke Harper is being put in matches like that. And, uh, like, yeah, it was a quick match. It wasn't like – it's not like every match of theirs is going to be 15 minutes long. But the match was still filled with tons of energy, and it was really good. Do you think that having this match uh, or any other – I mean, let's go with specifically this match – do you think that having this match on SmackDown and then having it on Raw, uh, does it take away from the match, from the no. anticipation uh, anticipation of seeing it on Raw, um, knowing no. that it already happened? Does no, it because ruin this no, because SmackDown was like a five minute, six minute match, while Monday Night Raw might have been like a 15, 16 mat minute match. So, so if anything, it kind of hypes you up a little bit more to see uh, to see what else they could be doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, John Cena picked up the victory after the uh, AA, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the AA. Uh, all right, and that was SmackDown. Let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's start off with the middles. Yeah, okay. How about that one? Yeah, Switch okay. it up. Um, starting off with the middles, Triple H had an in-ring interview with Michael Cole. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't something I wanted to sit and watch during Raw. It's like, keep it yeah. to the dot-com, brother. I could agree with you on that. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad interview. It wasn't a bad promo. It didn't hurt the storyline or Monday Night Raw. But it wasn't necessary to have it in the ring. And it was, it I, to me, it was too long for an in-ring segment where they're both just sitting there 
Yeah, it could have it could have been reduced uh, time wise, but honestly, who's going to reduce time for Triple H? Yeah. Triple H could take as much time as he wants. Um, we also had Hulk Hogan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Joe Man Manganiello. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, he came out, spoke about New York City and WrestleMania, and then he brought them out. Uh, I have no idea what movie this is promoting, nor do I Sabotage, care. Sabotage, I think. Nor do Sabotage. I care. Nor do I care. But The Miz ended up coming out and to uh, run them down and ended up getting hit by all three of them. Yeah, and it didn't help the segment at all. No, I think it did. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. that segment. I really did. I, I feel like that's like The Miz's role. I mean, just that, like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he did the same thing with Michael Strahan. I feel like that's his role to come in whenever there's a celebrity and be like, because The Miz is from Hollywood and everything with the real world and what stuff like that. Real world, He's Hollywood. Been, but then he ta- <laughs> he hypes up his movies and everything. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say look, the segment for me I think it was too long, but it wasn't a bad segment. It was good for each person's part. Like Hogan. Um, uh, Joe and Schwarzenegger were like, "Oh, we're gonna enter the battle royal." Yeah, and like Miz came down like Schwarzenegger, no, like yeah. he's looking old. He looks really short. Like he looked he my did. dad's height. <laughs> he really did look very well. He is very short. I oh, think. is he? Yeah, he's very short. I think. I don't think he's that short. I think Stallone's very short. Actually, I don't know. Stallone but that guy Joe, Joe Mangiello, Manganiello. Uh, he's freaking tall. Manganiello. I think he was taller than Hogan. I think he could be a professional right? wrestler. Right? He, like, I mean, he cut that promo very briefly. Yeah. I could see him being a WWE wrestler if he wanted to after, uh, I think he's on True Blood, too. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I was actually impressed with that. The Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, backhand or slap, that was kind of like, uh, come on, Arnold. <laughs> that was, it was really funny. Yeah. Ar- Arnold, you could connect with that. Miz but could what, take it. Nah, but what would you rather have seen him do? Because he's not going to throw a punch. Like, that was Joe. Joe threw the punch. Yeah. I, I still think that he could have connected on it. I mean, Miz, Miz could have told him connect. Maybe he I did mean, connect, though. No. Yeah, he did. He missed. I rewatched that 17 missed. times. Missed. No, I don't think so. Brandon's throwing me, like, five winks right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Jeez. Um, all right. So that's the middles. Let's go on to the bads. Well, I have to start this one out with a personal bad of mine. Okay. I... Uh, I'm getting so pissed, furious, listening to myself, waiting to hear it. I, I really I can't stand when people say the Barclays Center. Yeah. It's just Barclays Center. There's no the. Like, you don't say, oh, let's go to visit the Rockefeller Center. Or let's go to the Lincoln Center. Or let's go to the City Field. Yeah. It's like... Nah, some of them are acceptable. Like, yeah, the Staples Center. I don't know how that works in L.A., but I know Barclays Center is not the Barclays Center. Yeah. And they're over and over again. I had to listen to Josh Matthews say it. I had to listen to Michael Cole say it. Everybody was saying it. Some people said it correctly, but it yeah. sticks like a knife and jabs it in my gut. And it's <laughs> like, no. Something that was also stabbed in the gut a little bit was Stephanie McMahon, Randy Orton, Batista opening up the show with a promo. Yeah. Now, it wasn't a bad promo. Well, Stephanie, she was saying, she was telling people that Daniel Bryan wasn't there. and Let's, Let me just, I think Stephanie McMahon made this segment. Yeah. She really did. She was kind of a dick, though. 
But you know, but like, I think that that's perfect because Rocha it shows kind of. it shows like the authority doesn't give a shit who you are. First curse of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like they they don't care. They are the top dogs of the company, and you're never going to be with them. You're not their equal. Yeah, and, and they let and Stephanie let Batista know that, and the crowd know that they are nobody is their equal. Well, even before they came out, Stephanie was just saying how Daniel Bryan wasn't there tonight because of or that night. Because of what she and Triple H did uh, last Monday night. On yeah, the, uh, the when ass they beat him down. And uh, yeah, so everything was going fine until my patience level went down when Randy Orton came out, which led to Batista coming out. And uh, I think the one thing of that whole segment that was absolutely amazing was when Stephanie McMahon slapped the shit out of Batista and yeah. his sunglasses went flying. I like that little segment, too, the little part where they mentioned about drooling and everything. It was really not PG. And I was surprised to see Stephanie McMahon uh, uh, engage that in one of her promos. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and she no-sold the CM Punk chant. Yeah, that was good, too. I really, I think you have to give Stephanie McMahon credit for that promo. She made that promo. Randy Orton looked like a dumbass standing in the background, like pretending yeah. to be laughing when he when Batista got slapped. Well, another great thing about this segment, uh, Batista's microphone didn't want to let him talk. Yeah, and then Stephanie bitched him <laughs> out over that. Like, yeah, well, one Dave, right I can't you. hear you. Pick that one up. Yeah. Which, where'd that one come from? Someone from the crew put it there? Yeah, I think someone rolled it in the ring, and he was just like, no selling that. Um, and then his jeans were so tight that they ripped when he did a move to Randy Orton. They call it a spear, but I refuse to call it that. Um, I think we call it a uh, bam roasted, you asshole. Don't wear skin tight jeans. Uh, second curse of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, third yeah. in total, I guess. Um, we also have Sin Cara defeating Damian Sandow. Sin Cara accompanied to the ring by Scooby Doo. <sighs> yeah, Sin Cara came out in the Mystery Machine, which I'm a fan of. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm what I'm not opposed to him coming out with Scooby Doo and the Mystery Machine. What I was going to say was I fan of is the fact that he used the trampoline entrance, which we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, and it looked very good. But this match, man, Sandow deserves better than this. He will, brother. He I will. Do, why would you make... I don't understand, because just because he's in a movie now, Sin Cara? Yeah. Like, let's try and sell this Scooby-Doo movie by having Sin Cara go over Sandow in one little, minute. Little kids would love it. In one minute, bro? Yeah. I didn't like that. It's for the kiddies. It's for the Speaking kiddies. of for the kids, Los Matadores defeated Rybaxel when the Shield distracted Curtis Axel. I was a fan of that, where the Shield came out, and you see the crowd, like, the cameras didn't initially show the Shield coming out, because they didn't make their normal entrance. They came out just walking on the uh, down the aisle. And uh, you see all the crowd, like, standing up and talking to each other and looking in one direction, and the cameras didn't pan over. And it made you think, like, what's going on? Like, hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. But, like, I was a big fan of it. But this was another match that was just, like, a minute long. Uh, the Shield ended up attacking Rybaxel afterwards. Um, and most Matadores picked up the victory. Right, I yeah. Think. I, said, I, don't know I, we, said, yeah. I think I said that. Okay. Uh, but it was announced that Rybaxel will be taking on the Usos for the titles at WrestleMania. However, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to, uh, I don't really, we really don't talk about main event, but it was announced on main event that it will be the Usos versus Rybaxel versus the Real Americans versus Los Matadores at WrestleMania 30 for the WWE Tag Team Championships, which was my match 
on my match card last week, except I took out Los Matadores last minute and put Cody Rhodes and Goldust in there. Yeah. Um, hot damn biscuits and butter. I, I'm a fan of that match. I think it's going to be a good ma- I think that's going to be one of the matches to watch on the card. As all of them are going to be I'm, matches I'm that very, you're watch. I'm very, very much so satisfied with the fact that they're doing the Four Corners match again at WrestleMania for the titles. I think it's going to be... A, uh, you're going to have a ton of spots in the match, and it's not going to disappoint. It might. Um, you never know. The, we also... Something that did disappoint was Big Show defeating Titus O'Neil. Why? Um, Why did that happen? The dis- the very disappoint. I say disappointing because Titus O'Neil. They had him... Tur- they turned him heel... And you had something to work with, um, especially because of his promo skills alone. Uh, the guy knows how to cut a very good promo, and they're not doing anything with him. Yeah, I mean, with him, you don't. It, unlike with Sandow, Sandow, you're breaking down to build up. Titus O'Neil, you you can't break He's down. He's floating. He's not doing anything. Yeah, there's re- like you can't break him down. down. You break him down, and you're gonna actually kill the the gimmick. You're gonna kill him completely. It's like people like him. People like Ryder even, they're just sitting there on the wave, just waiting for that big wave to come and surf it. Yeah. And uh, up next, the last thing in our beds, Naomi defeated AJ via countout. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, she came out and basically said that every diva in WWE will have a match at WrestleMania for the championship. She didn't say what kind of match it will be, which I think was dumb. I'm pretty positive on Raw. They may she mention that it was going to be. Never she did it. She what didn't. Match. But I think the commentators did. She tweeted did. it out even saying that's she the thing I don't match. get. I think the commentators made mention that it was going to be similar to how a fatal four way works, where it's just going to be pretty much a scramble. First pit person to get a pinfall wins. That would make zero sense in a match with 17 people. It's going to be a giant clusterfuck. Yeah, especially it, with people is, like Eva Marie, especially with people like that's, Cameron that's where I wrote. Alicia Fox. I wrote clusterfuck with the inexperienced divas having to stay out of the way of the ones that do have experience. I think the match itself is dumb as the only two who should be in the match are AJ and Naomi. With Naomi picking up that victory at WrestleMania 30, becoming the first divas champion or for having her first championship ring. I, I was definitely... Uh, is what I was trying to say. It did make me uh, raise my eyebrow when she did bring up Tamina Snuka was going to be in the match as well because then Tamina glanced over at AJ and AJ looked like she kind of feared uh, Tamina the most. Yeah. Well. So it's going to be definitely – I think it's going to be entertaining. It's, I mean with Sarah Del uh, – with hopefully Sarah Del Rey will have a big, big uh, – um, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, help? Sh- yeah, or- she'll be – yeah, she'll have a big part in making and putting together this match. And I think that... She doesn't I, do that. She's not an agent. No, but I think because it is a Divas match, maybe they'll uh, sit with her a little bit and try to work on a few good spots for WrestleMania. Or, my God, what if this match is going on and NXT Divas invade the WrestleMania 30? Oh! Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, on I to think the I know what it was. Uh, on to the goods. Christian defeated Sheamus Ziggler in Del Rio. There were so many good spots in this match. Oh, this was for the number one contendership to the Intercontinental Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, it was a great fatal four-way match. Uh, The Intercontinental Championship match was going to happen the next night live on main event on the network, which still Um, skips for me. You guys, does it skip for you on live shows? Let me know. 
Uh, there was like a few good spots. Ziggler hitting uh, Sheamus with the top rope face buster. NXT skipped um, a lot too. Sorry to interrupt um, that. Del Rio had a lot of good spots from his, his sidekick to Christian's head to break up the pitfall. But you, you know what pissed me off? What? When Sheamus, I believe, I think it was Sheamus was on the outside and Del Rio went and did like the Enziguri step up and missed and Meh. Cole's like, oh, what a kick. And like, no, wait, he did miss that. Like... That's the thing. Like they the commentators, they try to go along with it, but then they'll have another then person makes, on the commentator yeah, that makes call Del them Rio out on it. Like shit, because I don't Del think Rio, it makes them look no, like shit. Del Rio, if Michael Cole says, "Oh, the move," he hit it, and he clearly didn't hit it. He missed. Yeah, but and then that's clearly, why you have the no, other guy in commentary call them out on that. But he didn't miss where he missed it. Like, oh shit, he screwed up. It looked like he literally just like he skimmed it. No, he didn't. He didn't touch him at all. Like it looks like. Sheamus dodged out of the way, or whoever dodged out of the way, like Del Rio tripped or something on the move I, and missed it completely. We've, we've spoken about this on but the this podcast is before. I, this is like the other side of that. I don't think it hurts Del Rio. Um, it makes, no, I'm saying it makes Del Rio look stupid. I don't think so. Because he's not hitting the move and they're calling th- the move that didn't even happen. I don't think it makes him look stupid. I think I it know. makes them look stupid. Well, to each their um, own. One thing I did want to bring up is that sidekick to Christian. No clue when during this match. Cut that shit out. Uh, Possibly during that time with that sidekick. uh, Christian, according to rumors, WWE released that he suffered a concussion. Oh. Um, Yeah, apparently he suffered a concussion. Uh, He has to go get the impact test and everything. That's why he was pulled for the match on uh, main event. Yeah, so that led to a triple threat match between Sheamus, Del Rio, and Ziggler. Ziggler won and then lost later in the night to Biggie Langston. Is Christian, is it time to uh, hang up the boots? No, I know I spoke has, about dude, this. Not, no, there's not a chance. Christian okay, has well, one let me, more match in him. No. That's a joke. <laughs> it, that's not a funny joke, though. Yeah, it is. The guy, one is more match. the guy is 40 years old. So? All right, now let me tell you this. September in September 2010. Torn pec, uh, tech, uh, torn pec muscle. He was out for four months. November 2011. Severe high ankle sprain, neck, shoulder problems. Freak is a, he high, was, a high ankle. High ankle sprain. What's high ankle? High up on your ankle. He was out for 6.5 months. In 2012, out with shoulder injuries, out for 10 months. 2013, concussion, out for five months. Now, 2014, another concussion. No clue how long he's going to be out for. With these injuries building up on him, yes, he's 40 years old. There's a lot of people that are older still wrestling. But he also has these injuries that some wrestlers may not have. Uh, Some wrestlers may be lucky enough not to have any concussions at that age. Unfortunately, Christian does have two known ones. Um, may have a bunch of pre-known ones. May have more uh, pre-unexisting may have a few unex- uh, unknowingly concussions. But I think for the sake of Christian's help, he has to hang the boots up. I mean, before... I'd rather have him hang it up so than him getting hurt. So Hall of Fame, Christian? No. Because I hate that. 17, 18? I'd go with 17. But that's because I hate uh, automatic inductees. You don't like when Eddie Guerrero was honored and inducted? I'm not even getting into that. Um, yeah, but I think it's time for Christian, just for the sake of his own health, to hang him up. Yeah, I can um, see that. Uh, we also have the Wyatt Family promo. I, uh, I wish Bray would sing more in his promos. 
Yeah, I'm I'm big fan of that. Uh, anything else about that? No, just uh, it's it's intense promos. Uh, we also had Cody Rhodes defeating Fandango. Uh, Fandango got distracted when Summer Rae and Goldust got caught in a dance off, which I was very entertained with. Where Goldust went right next yeah, to Summer Rae and imitated was her, getting down. He was fucking jiggy with it and everything. Do they still I, say that? I like the fact we have we don't really see Goldust uh, in that manner as much anymore. We see him kind of more serious, uh, but it's been a while since like. I think it was last week or whatever where he did the stuttering gimmick. No, no, on the J- JBL and Co. show. Really? Yeah, he went back to do the like electrocution angle. Um, and like how he went up next to uh, Summer Rae did I that. Think, I think that was an evolution thing. I think evolution caused him to have that. I don't recall. But, the uh, one thing that I didn't like was how yeah, the commentary uh, kept on saying uh, Fandango had the greatest WrestleMania upset in defeating Jericho last year. Which is why I want Fandango to win this year to make his undefeated streak yeah. continue. Uh, John Cena defeated Luke but Harper. during that uh, segment, yeah. I didn't like that Summer Rae faked an ankle injury for no reason. It didn't make sense. Like, that I, barely just, like, that didn't look distracts like... Distracts Fandango. But it, that... It's not supposed to look good. No, no, no. But that didn't look like it distracted Fandango. What... what Fandango looked like he was distracted. That was the fact that Goldust and Summer Rae were dancing. Not the fact that her ankle... I don't give a shit what commentary says about, oh, Fandango's distracted because of that. That just didn't look like he was distracted by it. So that's a timing thing. That's a Fandango thing that he didn't pay enough attention when she uh, did that with the ankle. I thought it fit in perfectly. I thought it was fine. I thought it plays up on the fact that Fandango's going to dump her very soon. Yeah. Um, we also had, uh, Cena defeat, uh, wait, what was it? Luke Harper. Yeah, Cena defeated, uh, Harper. Awesome match. Harper nailing a sidekick. I don't even remember the last time I saw Harper nail a sidekick, even if, I don't remember if I ever have in a WWE ring. I, I've certainly never seen him nail um, a sidekick before. Him nailing a sick suicide dive. I love his suicide dives. Um, the end of the match was sick. What did you think about it? When Cena went to hit the attitude adjustment and the white music hit, the, the lights went out, went pitch black, whatever, and then the lights came back on. Cena's got the mask on, tangled up in the ropes. Yeah, I thought that moment was amazing. And the crowd was yeah, chanting, this is awesome. Everybody in Barclays Center enjoyed that as well. I, I thought that it was just sick. And I love the fact that the mask is, like, torn up. Like, one oh, of the I ears mean, is, like... used, right? Yeah, but one of the ears is, like, uh, taped uh, together... It's just really, like, menacing. Yeah, even before the match uh, itself, Cena was shown backstage and that mask was in the mirror. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a very... I really like that promo. Kind of made Cena uh, look like he was kind of losing it a little bit. I don't know if I like when they do that. That insults my intelligence. I like it for the (laughs) fact that it kind of shows that maybe Bray Bray Wyatt (laughs) is getting to John Cena, getting in his mind a little bit. I was a fan of that. Um, but I've always, uh, even as a kid, I've always been a fan of the wrestlers that do play mind games and we're and seeing the mind games kind of play out like Goldust, Mankind, yeah. Undertaker. I was always a fan of that. So but in regards to John Cena, Luke Harper, I kind of really wish that Luke Harper had a match at WrestleMania. There's always next week. I'm sure he will. I mean, um, I he, still don't see why that can't be a I'm sure handicap he will. match. 
Um, next, we have the newest inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2014, Razor Ramon. Yeah. Uh, very, very happy about this induction. Now, why don't you like it? Uh, what are you talking about? You don't like it for the fact that you wanted to be Scott Hall. I never said that one. You bit. told no, you told me that you you Not want once you did were I say cur- that I don't like it. You were curious why they didn't want him as well, you didn't like the me. fact like you said like you didn't me. like the fact that he was not no, Scott Hall. No, I said it's interesting that they didn't. You said you didn't no, like I didn't. it. I yes, said it's did. interesting that they didn't even make mention of Scott Hall and they just said Razor Ramon. I think that I'm very okay with this. Apparently it's because I'm not not okay with it. I'm a fan of Razor Ramon going in as Razor Ramon. I think it that gives, leads to NWO going in exactly NWO or the Outsiders being inducted as Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Um, and apparently Vince McMahon is very proud of the Razor Ramon gimmick itself. So that's one of the other things why uh, it's just strictly Razor Ramon. But is this the first person to go in with like their gimmick, like as like the Obviously, he'll what get inducted mean? again. Okay. Is there anybody else in the WWE Hall of Fame that could be inducted for another gimmick other than Scott Hall right I now? Know, I can't I, think I, off I the top of my even, head. I really don't think there is. I'm sure there's a few. And uh, also... Um, yeah, what? keep it going. I was just going to say that Jerry Lawler said, check out the class so far, which led me to believe that there might be more. I, and if Diesel isn't in this Hall of Fame this year, that's going to be so like terrible for my OCD. I'm going to tell you right now, no. This is. I think that this is completely it. It's just know. Jr. fumbling on a word on a sentence, and that's just Dave fumbling I on think, a sentence. Right I think there. that that's like all that you that? have. No, really. You but I think JR that I think that I think that that is it. They have all the in, uh, they have the advertisements in newspapers printed of it just that. Matter. It does matter. No, that's it. it. We're done. Razor Ramon even said himself, or and other people saying himself, matter. that he's the last inductee. It doesn't matter. You so you're basing it off onto just because of something that Jim Ross said. It's Jerry Lawler. Stop saying Jerry Jim Lawler. Ross. Jerry Lawler. You. We all know not to listen to Jerry Lawler but about the majority matter. things he says. It's, we we're not. We don't know who else will be inducted. We don't know if this is it. Then why are they? Why are they releasing all these newspaper ads? We've without, seen ads before with advertised people that gets changed, and we've seen the advertisement for a while with Reyes, well last week with Razor Ramon but included stuff in it. Gets changed I, all the time. All right, well, I don't think Diesel's going to be in there, so your asterisk, OCD is going to asterisk card subject to change. Yeah, your OCD is going to be going crazy. I think. Whatever, man. I don't see why you got to argue shit with me. Because that's the way it is. The Shield defeated the uh, Real Americans. After the match, Kane came out and announced that it'll be him and the Outlaws versus the Shield at WrestleMania. So, I mean, we, this, we knew that was coming. Yeah, but this match was by far uh, such a, like, it was my favorite match of the night. But it was so epic. Seth Rollins, like, Seth Rollins has stepped up big time. And the I wonder Shield- if that's Seth Rollins stepping up or, like... WWE finally letting him step up. WWE finally letting him step up, for sure. I think they kind of took their time with the Shield. Like, they had a little bit of where they had Ambrose shine. They had time where Reigns huh, shine. Now they're having that. time where Rollins shine. Like, if each person, you kind of... In the beginning, you looked forward to Ambrose getting that ring. Then, you for a long time, we wanted to see Reigns as that guy in the ring. Now no, Rollins, we still want to see Roman Reigns yes. as that guy. Yeah, but now it's now we're really talking about Rollins and how we want to see what he has to do. I love that spot where he'll do a suicide dive to one side of the ring, 
get back in the ring and then do uh, a senton or something to the other side. And the crowd loves it every time. And he, na- he <coughs> nails them. He lands right on his feet every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I think that the Shield, for a long time, you were saying how the crowd, uh, the Shield doesn't have as much of a, uh, a grip on the crowd. Yeah. Like, the crowd, like, they'll have their entrance and the crowd doesn't care. Oh, no, that's For changed. a long time. That's changed. That has changed uh, so much ever since... I think ever since Seth Rollins... Uh, no, 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 I think it's Roman Reigns that changed it. Okay, that, ever well, since... I think Royal but, Rumble changed it big time. But I think that Rollins has been uh, been helping that out too. But I think it's big time happened Royal Rumble. When everyone's I, like, Roman Reigns, we can't have Batista win. I mean, there's a few months ago where I don't even know if, if the Shield was making that entrance. It's, uh, if every single fan in the audience would have stood up. And, yeah, no, a few months ago it wasn't. And then the yeah. Royal Rumble happens... And everyone, nobody wanted Batista to win, and look where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, B. We also had Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar cutting a promo in the brain. Um, it, I thought Paul Heyman, awesome promo, Brock Lesnar, yeah, come not on. so much. I hate the fact, I, I think that it, he's intentionally going high pitch. No. I think that he is intentionally going high pitch just to so. piss off fans. I don't see that being... But I, But even if he is, I don't know why anybody would... Even if, even with how he is doing it, why doesn't anybody backstage be like, "Listen, Brock, that's the way uh, he speaks. What do you want him? He's don't got do a higher that. pitched voice. You can control your freaking voice. You I have think a that, higher pitched voice. I think that we they have, have to try voices. to. Yeah, but well, I think that me. they, I, I think that they have voice. to have let tell Lesnar to control that, or don't do that. Don't yell. If you want to yell, yell, but don't yeah, but go high pitch. No, that you can't control how you yell. That's not something you can control at all. What did you think about the initial promo? Uh, it was good. It was good. And then they had like four minutes. The Druid music hit. And they wheeled the casket out for four minutes. And uh, some, I forget. How did they end up happening with that? The, uh, the they had open. Who, yeah, who yeah, they it? had Brock? Yeah, Brock opened up the... At first, they were kind of teasing, like, what's in there? This Brock, is what I saw from the start. Lesnar, Lesnar, leave the ring. Come on, let's go. Let's go. I got to see what's in there. Open it up. Nothing's in there. Okay, they close it again. Then uh, Undertaker appears in there, comes up, and then him and uh, Brock Lesnar brawl. Yeah, what a magic trick that was. Um, they need <laughs> Les next week. Lesnar needs to one up Undertaker. He can't. He, but that's the thing. They have to figure out a way. Will Brock even be on Raw? Who knows? There, that's the thing. But they need one way to make it seem like uh, Undertaker's streak is in danger. I mean, yes, he's stepping in the ring with Lesnar, but they need me to believe and the fans to believe that Lesnar has the potential of defeating Undertaker. And anybody has potential to beat anybody. Oh, so God. it's like, no, they do. How are you going to say they don't? They, but yeah, but it's not believable. Why not? Right now, they need Lesnar to get a one up on Undertaker, so this way you can buy into the fact that the streak yeah, is in why, danger. What's what's not believable about it? Brock has a proven history. But he's been getting the shit beaten out of him. But that's even more fuel to the fire. How, but what's to say that the shit kicking won't uh, uh, continue at WrestleMania? They need Lesnar to go up on uh, Undertaker before WrestleMania hits. And who? why isn't that match but I don't. Be, now that Undertaker got wheeled out in a casket, why isn't that match going to be a casket match? That would be interesting. We've only we seen haven't that, seen one in a while. I think, well... I assume the last time we saw one, I think, was WrestleMania 22 against Mark Henry. I'm not positive about that, though, but... 
I mean, and there's really no, there's tough unless you're definitely right about how he needs to get one up. But right? how are you going to get the one up? Because now you're in a little problem because you can't. CM Punk last year got his one ups by going with the Paul Bearer yeah, route. He got he, CM Punk got. I don't want to say lucky because of yeah you know, Paul Bearer passed away, but it definitely but helped it, out. It this, helped CM Punk's storyline yeah. where oh I can you can now work make the Ernie to it. Yeah, I can now make fun of Paul Bearer and his legacy, and I can oh. Paul Heyman can dress up like Paul Bearer and make fun of that as well. But now Lesnar, you can't go or that route. You can't. You can't go it that way again because it's already been done. The only way to really go that way would be for him to physically uh, uh, beat, uh, give him an F five through a table or something through the. But then it's like, table. oh, do we really want Undertaker? First of all, you don't want Undertaker going through a table before WrestleMania. What if That's he injures the thing. himself? This this is the thing. I think that this. Uh, should have he could have put him through a table or Lesnar should have had his one up this week. I don't this think, cast, but I what, think that there's everything, no one up thing. There's no way to have one up. But, that's like, it. but you I don't think, want Undertaker to be injured. No, but he still should have. Lesnar had to hit the F five on him at some point in in this build up of the feud. I think everything should have been pushed forward a week, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. how many Raws do we have left until WrestleMania? One. You can't have. I mean, maybe I you do have Lesnar uh, standing tall, uh, the the Raw going into WrestleMania, but I think he it should have oh, been wow, two weeks that. ahead. The next Monday Night Raw is March thirty first, two thousand fourteen. Okay. March thirty first, nineteen eighty five. The day Hulkamania, fucking Raw Rumble. I mean Raw Rumble, WrestleMania. I WrestleMania one. No. Oh, okay. Hulkamania teaming up with Mr. T. Um, yeah, so that's Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah, where do you want to go through now? We have WWE news or no? Um, we have some WWE news. What's what was it? that? It was me singing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zane Dawson of CWF Mid-Atlantic uh, Wrestling got a tryout with WWE. Not too much known about this guy. I don't know much about this guy. Apparently, he's very similar to Luke Harper, but uh, shorter and more agile. So nothing um, like him. <laughs> um, Alexa Bliss is rumored to be joining the BFFs in NXT to replace Summer Rae in that little group. Uh, Sarah Stock, a.k.a. Sarita from TNA, Dark Angel. Apparently, she had a tryout with the WWE in December. <laughs> And she may be very, very close to uh, signing who WWE. Is, who is in there now? What do you mean? Well, uh, who's the new TNA girl? New TNA girl? Uh, girl. Yeah. I can't remember her name. I don't Brit know. Is it Brittany or no? Uh, in TNA? Yeah. Santana Garrett? Oh, okay. Yeah, Santana Garrett. No, Sarita right now... Uh, Rumor has it. confused with all those women's names. Yeah, I think that would be kind of cool because she is a veteran uh, in ring wrestler, and it would be definitely uh, good to have more veterans in as divas. Uh, yeah, maybe it yeah. can have. I mean, it would. It's always nice to have another person with an, as much experience as Natalia. Yeah, um, I heard Kevin Steen impressed there uh, during his tryout. Uh oh. Uh, Why? Uh oh. I mean, watch out. Uh, Sin Cara was officially released. The original Sin Cara was officially released. So, yeah, good riddance. Uh, apparently, there Oh, apparently he's pissed off now. Yeah, apparently he wants to still maintain that Sin Cara name and everything. He should, man. It's his gimmick, bro. How is it his... He doesn't own any of it. Maybe he does, though. 
Maybe he came up with it, but we don't know. Good luck suing WWE for that, buddy. You don't know, um, dude. He's, he's a multimillionaire. Uh, every, that. I know. Uh, every mega, apparently WWE is contacting every megastar from past WrestleManias to appear at WrestleMania 30. I guess this is going out to Even Stone not, Cold. No, never mind. Really? Yeah. You're not funny with that. Um, going from Stone Cold to The Rock. But this is all going to end up leading to backstage segments. Even Brutus Beefcake? Backstage segments. You so can't take Stone Cold stupid. Steve Austin and not put him in front of a live crowd. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know how they're going to try to uh, engage all these wrestlers all in one card. What happened to the NXT opening card that we... Opening match that we heard about months ago? Uh, Not going to happen? That. Yeah, remember? They were gonna, they were thinking about doing a pre-show NXT match? I, I think that they're still tossing that around. I mean, they don't have the pre-show announced yet. Um, I we also to catering. It's also being, been released that apparently Sting has agreed to one match with the WWE. Uh, so it looks like we'll see Sting versus Batista next year. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania 31, Sting versus Batista. Um, no, but this is should be uh, Sting versus Undertaker <laughs> WrestleMania 31. And imagine, imagine WWE's like, yeah, well, you signed on for one match, but you won the Royal Rumble this year, so you have to go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, yeah, but apparently he's going to have one match and then retire. It's like you're a champion now. You have to go on to defend your championship. And that's all the wrestling talk that we have. Uh, let's take a little break. Pro wrestling sports entertainment talk. We'll be right back here on Marking Out. Oh my God, I'm Marking Out because we're the extra guys. M3 and JP, brother. So you better listen to Marking Out because we said so. Extra guys out. And we're back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, how about we uh, kick it off with some independent wrestling, Dave? Yeah, this past uh, Saturday, NYWC Aftermath took place at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Uh, we oh, actually man, that's going to like, I don't know why that's drilled in my head. Deer what? Park, Michigan. I don't get it. Really? I always want to hear Michigan after you why? say Deer Park. I don't know. That's weird. And we say um, it every single freaking week. CZW wrestler Greg Excellent made his uh, NYWC debut, teaming up with Reckless and Wasted, which is very fitting. Uh, and it's good to see Reckless and Wasted back together. Um, oh, so you were being sarcastic last week when you said well, about maybe Greg Excellent might not want to team with Reckless and Wasted or something? Yeah, because you never know with those CCW guys. Why? Um, they defeated Milk Chocolate and J-Red. Uh, uh, we also had Jabali Jr. and Papadon defeat Alvin Alvarez and the Grim Reefer. In a grudge match, we had Rex Lawless defeating Chainsaw Joe Gacy, another CCW wrestler. The NYWC Tag Team Championships were on the line. Uh, Rack and Sack lost to Team Elite. Team Elite, of course, is Jesse Vane and Matthew Justice. Uh, in the next match, we had Anthony Nice defeating Drew Gulak, the master of the match. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that was a very technical match. Uh, J-Row defeated Stockade. Brian Vitko also introduced the NYWC fan base to some new NYWC starlets, which is their women's division. Uh, then Aria Cadenza uh, went on to attack Debbie Kane and Sammy Pickles. So it's going to be good to see some new, uh, new faces around NYWC. Yeah, the NYWC Fusion Championship was on the line. 
Uh, flawless Blake Morris defeated Francis Kipling Stevens. Yes, uh, successfully defending that championship. Uh, we also had another championship defended. Uh, NYWC Starlet champion Marty Bell defended her championship unsuccessfully in a street fight against Chrissy Rivera. Chrissy Rivera from CZW is your new NYWC Starlet champion. And the final match of the evening, the main event, the MYWC Championship was on the line. Mike Mondo took on King Mega and defeated King Mega. Um, you can check out... To retain his championship, sorry. Yes, to retain championship. For that long pause, right? <laughs> um, but definitely check out MYWC, NYWCWrestling.com. Their upcoming event, April Rain, takes place April 26th. Um, and it should be at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. So yes, NYWCWrestling.com. Now, I believe you wanted to speak on behalf of yourself, or I don't know, not on behalf of yourself, but about the NCAA tournament. Yes, the NCAA Division I Wrestling Championships took place this past weekend. Uh, we had a ton of, a ton of action. Jim Ross was there. Uh, Briscoe was there. This is where a lot of scouting takes place for the WWE, where they look for future stars. Um, for the heavyweights wise, uh, we had like Ed Ruth at 184 defeating Sheptock of Maryland. Uh, Ruth becoming a three-time national champion, first one for uh, uh, Penn State University. Jaden Cox 197 defeated Nick Heflin. Um, let me just say, Jaden Cox, he's at 197. He is a true freshman, 19 years old. Looks like a freaking Brick shit house, 19 years old, won his first national championship. So you you like that 19 year old Cox? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's kind of funny. 19 year old Cox, <laughs> yeah. No, the fact that he could actually win and be a four time national champion, and you don't know, maybe this cut really. Yeah, sorry, I'll let you cut your. I breath. was too good on that joke, right? I actually think that WWE may have a future potential with this guy. Um, you should write to them. I actually did. I tweeted to them. <laughs> not, not him. Uh, to WWE. Yeah. Oh. Um, then we had Nick Gwizdowski of uh, North Carolina State defeating Tony Nelson of Minnesota. And he this was a Miker. Uh, this was actually a big, big upset. Uh, Nelson being from the number one seed. And Minnesota is known for their heavyweight Minnesota. wrestlers. Known from their heavyweight wrestlers uh, ranging from Brock Lesnar to Shelton Benjamin. Um, yeah, and, and X-Pac. X-Pac, really? He's a pro wrestler, yeah. Wow, you're very funny today. Uh, Tony Ramos of Iowa at 133 defeated Tyler Graff of Wisconsin. Ramos actually caught my eye because he was carrying the WWF, uh, WWE, uh, added the which one? The Cena spinner belt, I think. Oh, wait, the champ or the U.S. championship? Uh, I think the champ. The champ championship belt in his picture. Oh, um, so that was kind of cool. And he defeated uh, Tyler Graff. Uh, Logan Steber of OSU defeated T Devin Carter. Um, this was a very good match. And Jim Ross even praised uh, Logan Steber, saying that he may have some potential with the WWE in the future. Yeah, he's from Oklahoma. Yeah, that's very true. Um, the big match that everyone was waiting for was David Tyler at 165 for PSU defeating Tyler Caldwell of o uh, Oklahoma State. Um, he became a four-time, he was a four-time, four-time All-American. Now he's a champion. Awesome stuff. Overall, Penn State took it, took home the national championship. Cal Sanderson, 
Minnesota with Jay Robinson took second, and Oklahoma State took third. Wait, All, wait, wait. What does that mean? Uh, in the actual standings. Well, like Jay Robinson, he was Jay he's Robinson is their coach. coach. Yes, he's a college coach. Yes, for Minnesota, he's the head oh. coach. Always been like when yeah. you went yeah when I, he was him? yeah he was my coach. Uh, he, the I mean the camp that I went to was uh, the Jay Robinson intensive wrestling camp in Minnesota. So it was very cool just seeing like I mean just seeing these people that I have been coached by, and then with Ohio, uh, it, the Ohio State uh, coach is Tom Ryan, who I was coached by him too because he was also the Hofstra coach. So it was very interesting, just to give you some uh, background information. If you did not know on national champions, well not well all Americans, Brock Lesnar wrestled for the Gophers. He ended up coming in second place in 1999 and first place in 2000. Brock, uh, Sheldon Benjamin in 1997, he took fifth place. In 98, took third place. In 97, he actually faced off against Kerry McCoy, which is a very good wrestler. <laughs> um, in 2005, we had Jack Swagger of OKS uh, winning wrestlebacks and did not place. But if he did win his wrestlebacks, Little information. He would have faced UFC former champion or current champion, Cain Velasquez, for fifth or sixth place. And he would also face Cain Velasquez in 2006. And luckily for him, he did not have to do that because he just took seventh instead of third or fourth. Yeah, luckily Jack Swagger was able to climb to that ladder. Yeah, and you may, have, you may, have, case may for... have been hurt if you faced Cain Velasquez. Uh, yeah, but... No, I mean, unfortunately, he took seventh, but even still, seventh place is very awesome. Uh, we have some current NXT wrestlers that did place um, last year. He had, in 2012, well, two years ago, uh, Clayton Jack, also uh, Cal Bishop of NXT, Oregon State. He took fourth place uh, in 2012. 2011 did not place. Um, and Levy Cooper, Arizona, uh, Arizona State. He did not place in 2012 or 13, but in 11, he took eighth. Um, kind of cool that these two wrestlers are currently under contract with the NXT, with NXT, and they faced off against each other for the Pac-12 championship, and we saw Cal Bishop take the championship. So very interesting stuff. Uh, if you're an amateur wrestler, stay strong and support the sport. Uh, not really much else to say about that. It was an awesome night of uh, wrestling overall. Apparently ESPN had ESPN had great coverage, and they drew over like I think it was like eighteen million uh, viewers. Really? Yeah, over two two days what? of coverage, two days of coverage. They they reached over eighteen uh, million uh, people viewers. Like eighteen million people tune in to watch men roll around on a mat. I don't know. At least this one's real. Um, <laughs> Screw you. Moving on to real too. I'll slap the shit out of you right now. Say so I won't. Uh, moving on to some pro yeah. wrestling syndicate. Yeah, PWS Belleville Bedlam took place in uh, Belleville, New Jersey on Saturday. Um, kicking it off, Dan Moff, the Boricua Beast, defeated Devin Moore. What a killer, killer match to open a card with. Like, these guys just threw it all out there, and it was such an incredible match. Devin Moore ended up missing the standing, sh or no, ended up missing the shooting star press. And uh, Dan Moff picked him up with the burning hammer for the victory. Uh, we also had a three-way dance for the tag team championships. Uh, the Untouchables, A.C. Gamble and Mr. Bowens, uh, took on 
the Suburban Outfitters, and of course the Tag Team Champions, the Lone Rangers. Uh, John Silver, I think, stood out the most in this match to me. He was It was impressive because with guys like uh, Dixon and Hash, they're smaller guys, so Silver was actually able to get like strongman moves, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, so it was. Uh, it's rare that we see Silver like that, so that was pretty cool. But uh, Lone Rangers ended up picking up the victory with that. Uh, we also had Chris Payne defeating Trent Beretta by pinfall. Yeah, that was um, a great match. Honestly, uh, I think that might have been one of my favorite matches of the night. Old school versus new school WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated, defeated Dave Destruction. Uh, what did you think of this match? I enjoyed this match. Hacksaw, of course, he kept trying to use that 2x4, but ref Corey Price would not let him use that. Now, do you have any uh, stories of Hacksaw uh, Jim Duggan? Uh, I not, heard that. Not really stories. I mean, we got to ride to, to and from the show. It was pretty cool. He's a, he's a great dude. He really is. Very I, cool. I had so much fun riding with him. But uh, he picked up the victory with the three-point stance. And afterwards, he thanked the men and women of the armed forces. So that's pretty cool. We also had a suicidal six-way title match as uh, the drunken swashbuckler defended his championship unsuccessfully Against Matt McIntosh, Starman, Bobby Wayward, Craig Steele, and Shinron, the Spirit Dragon, uh, Shinron. Uh, Matt McIntosh picked up the victory yeah. in this matchup. I have to make mention that uh, I got a huge pop from, or for myself at least, uh, Craig Steele's entrance. You know how he shoots the gun yeah. with the t-shirts? He has one of the air guns. This time he shot the gun and uh, money with his face came out. Oh, uh, that's very cool. And it was so much cooler, I think, than the t-shirts because it went everywhere and, like, everyone was, like, running to s scramble to pick it up. Yeah, for Unfortunately, sure. Unfortunately, I didn't get one. Um, <laughs> maybe he'll hook up to you. But Shinron, damn, he was really impressive in this match, uh, as were all of them. But Matt McIntosh deserves this, this championship. I'm happy for him. I think we've been hyping it up a lot on the podcast uh, whenever we do talk about PWS. Um, yeah, we also... Yeah. We have the dog collar match up next between Arkham and Kevin Matthews, a feud that's been building for quite some time now. And now if Kevin Matthews loses this match, he would retire from wrestling. Yes, uh, of course. Well, not of course, but Kevin Matthews picked up the victory. Yeah, even if he lost, he was going to appear at the next event under a mask as like the Revolting Blob's brother or something <laughs> like that anyways. Uh, this match was so brutal. I've never... Have I seen a dog collar match? I'm not sure if we saw it with MYWC or not. I never have. Live. But, uh, yeah, this was a brutal match, man. This was a great, great match as well. Um, Kevin tried to powerbomb Arkham through a board. Didn't break, but he still won and then put him through afterwards. So that adds Very to, cool. Yeah. Uh, next, we had the Bedlam Battle Royal, right? Yeah, the... Belleville Bedlam Battle Royal. Yeah, a bunch of... Uh, the superstars taking taking. What am I trying to yeah, say? Yeah, I don't know. You. I don't know. Right there. A bunch Kyle of Reynolds. Kyle Reynolds uh, won the battle royal. Yeah. As he should. As but he should. He kind of. It was kind of cheap, because uh, I mean, it came down to Kyle. It came down to the lifeguard. It came down to DJ Mario, and it came down to Wontabe. And when it came down to the final two, it was Kyle and Takaki Wontabe. Alex Reynolds ran down, and Kyle got eliminated. 
but the ref didn't see it because they were distracted with Alex. And Kyle came back in the ring, eliminated Takaki Wantabe. Very awesome. Kind of like a Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, winning the Royal Rumble. Up next, we actually had Damon Gibbs taking on Vicious Vin. Uh, Vicious Vin picked up the victory. Uh, great, great drop kicks by Gibbs. I'm sure you could agree to that. Definitely do. And uh, Mario Bacara defeated Eddie Kingston. Yeah, originally this was supposed to be... Mason Red. And before that... Davey Richards. Yeah, so this match was great. Um, Bacara, of course, picked up the victory with his armbar. The Heavenly Bodies teamed up with Fala to take on Craven and Team 24-7. Uh, unfortunately, Craven and Team 24-7 did not pick up the victory. Well, why unfortunately? I don't know. I mean, I'm a following heavy, Heavenly Body <laughs> fan. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm a fan of them. Yeah, I shouldn't have said unfortunately. I guess I dig holes every single week on this show. But, uh... I mean, not, not to say that I'm not unhappy that they lost, but I mean, I'm kind of happy that the Heavenly Bodies won. Yeah, and after the match, there was a little bit of double team action going on. Uh, Fala taking out Craven and uh, went through a chair. Yeah, you liked it? Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen somebody go through a chair like that. All right, so Brandon does, Brandon digs the double team action. <laughs> Is that going to be a new t-shirt now? I think so. Uh, the main event that took place was a ladder match between the champion Bonesaw and yours truly, Alex Reynolds. Uh, the crowd was split pretty 50-50 with this, booing and... Uh, Cheering both guys. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess basically... Bones saw entering the match undefeated. Yeah. And leaving the match undefeated, he picked up that victory. But uh, Kyle Reynolds came down, tried to make the distraction, but ended up causing Alex Reynolds the match. Um, and afterwards, Kevin Matthews came out and uh, challenged Bonesaw on, on April 26th at Spring Breakdown for that championship. And Bonesaw accepted, and they they brawled to finish, and they, they had to be held back from each other. My question is, when is Mario Bacaro going to get his shot? When yeah, is he, he has cash in. He has that over-the-top, on-the-spot title I mean, shot. There's so many wrestlers that, uh, I guess, are making their way up to that uh, position to challenge. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I don't see Kevin Matthews winning back that championship. Nor do I. I think Bonesaw is going to retain it. I think pretty strong in this one. I think it's going to end up, we're going to see Bakara versus Bonesaw, and Bakara going to make uh, Bonesaw tap out. We shall see. Uh, we also have, on April 13th, the Pro Wrestling Syndicate presents the Scott Epstein Memorial event, hosted by Bill Apter. Yeah, it's a, a venue change. It was in Avenel, New Jersey. Now it's at the Garfield Boys and Girls Club in Garfield, New Jersey. Uh, yes. That's April 13th. I'm not sure if we said that. We're going to talk about both of these events uh, next week, I believe. Well, next week we'll talk about the spring, uh, the memorial event, and then I guess the week after we'll talk about spring breakdown. Yeah, there's a ton of events to uh, speak about, like mid-April, but really nothing this upcoming week. Yeah. So, Except, I mean, WrestleMania is coming up soon. Yeah, next week we're going to have a lot of WrestleMania talk and independent talk. Yeah, it's the go-home show to WrestleMania for Monday Night Raw. And uh, we'll give you guys our predictions for WrestleMania. Dave, do you have any... Nope. What? Shameless plug.
continuing on with a little tradition for shameless plugs. Going to promote those that promoted us during Monday Night Raw or throughout the week. Uh, thank you thank you to Team Awesome at Team Awesome 418. Go follow them on Twitter and go also like them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. They got some awesome, very, very awesome uh, news. They're a great source of everything. Go check them out. Uh, Justin at Awesome256, an awesome fan. B Montambi at NYWC underscore sign guy took over for uh, uh, Jason from uh, one of our past uh, co-hosts, uh, special guest, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, uh, everybody's a good fan coming up. Uh, Andrew at DrewFem97, Justin at J underscore Mac13, Rick and Wrestle at Violent Rick, The Power Surge at The Power Surge. Corey Price at Ref Corey Price. Go check him out. Awesome referee with a bright future. And Dave the Heel at Dave the Heel. Also go check out Jason Linick at NYWC, the former NYWC sign guy and current NYWC ring announcer. Go check him out at Jay Linick and also the voice of the Long Island Ducks. Thank you all so much for promoting us and helping get the name of Marking Out out there to your followers and your friends and families and everybody it is so appreciated um appreciated now upcoming we have 2cw taking place on ip view on april 18th in watertown new york the main, re- main reason i'm giving this a shameless plug is because you're going to be having the unholy alliance team up on that night and the night after tajiri and mikey whipwreck in action uh together not to I, be confused with Undertaker and Big Show. Yeah, not to be confused, but Tajiri and Whipwreck put together again. No, I don't, and I don't even know. I know Tajiri's also putting on a training seminar with them. I'll give you a little bit more information on that next week uh, when we talk a little bit more about uh, independent wrestling. I wonder how long Tajiri's here for in the United States. Yeah, I don't know. I um, think, and then the last time we saw them tag up, I think, was in Japan, right? I'm not too sure. But yeah, go check out 2CW Wrestling at 2CWWrestling.com. Also, my fam- final uh, shameless plug, on April 9th, go check out The Soup on E! Network. Uh, it's going to be featuring Ziggler, Titus O'Neil, JBL, uh, Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole, and the Bella Twins. Should be very funny. Um, minus did you, a, did you say Titus O'Neil too? Yeah, minus a few of Joel McHale's uh, jokes, which aren't too Joel, funny. Joel McHale's actually a really funny comedian. Uh, he's no, hit or he's miss a for really me. funny comedian. He's I saw him miss. live. He's a really funny comedian. Did you? Oh, yeah. because you saw him live, that makes him automatically very funny? Yeah, because I don't pay gotcha. to see unfunny people. I wouldn't uh, pay to see you do stand-up. Nah, you wouldn't pay to see yourself either. Not all of your jokes go over. Yeah, but they're funny. Uh, talking about funny, you got any shout-outs? That's right, my shoutouts of the week. Of course, I have shoutouts. I think I've had shoutouts every single week since I've been on. First shoutout goes to Steve Martin, the Steep Canyon Rangers, and Edie Brickell. They have a new live album out, and it's great. I think you should definitely go see them on tour. And... Uh, by the way, it's that Steve Martin, in case you didn't know. He plays bluegrass and folk music. And, of course, Edie Brickell is Paul Simon's wife. So definitely go check them out. Check out their album if you're a fan of country music, bluegrass, folk music. It's great stuff. 
Next up, I'm giving a shout-out to the McFarlane Macho Man figurine. Just like the Undertaker one that was released earlier this year, that uh, they're releasing a Macho Man one. It's spot-on. It's really a great work of art. You should definitely check that out as well. And the last shout-out goes to Jonathan Coachman. WWE did a Where Are They Now segment on him, and apparently he tweeted out something saying that WWE fans should stay tuned as he has something for them during the summer. So if he has anything to do with SummerSlam, maybe hosting something in Access on WWE.com or the network or something like that, that'd be uh, pretty cool. But uh, those are my shout-outs this week. Um, before we move on to the markout moment of the week, I know uh, North Korea was recently came out that all the men have to get the same haircut as Kim Jong-un. And I just wanted to let you know, Dave, that it didn't apply to you as well. So, Oh, so thank you. <laughs> but uh, I guess now it's time to move on to our... Yes, again this week, Dave, you have one. Yeah. When are you going to have a markout moment? Or I had tons of markout moments of the week, but it's just not related to wrestling, so nah. I get scalded with hot water <laughs> and belts. Um, yeah, I'm going to take this one. Belts. Well, I got kind of two of them. Uh, during the NCAA Division One Wrestling Championships, uh, during the bout of the heavyweights, the commentators actually brought up the fact of, uh, brought up Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin specifically. I, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, awesome. So I, I'm, it's always nice to hear professional wrestling intertwined with amateur wrestling. Um, and then I also marked out for the Storm and Gunner match on TNA Impact Wrestling this past week. It got great uh, reviews. Yeah, no, this it got a lot of people saying, "Damn, I wish James Storm was in WWE." I, it was not. Uh, it was a great follow up to their match that they had on the pay per view, and the bout they had was just. Pretty epic. The finale, they teased the same finish that they had on the pay-per-view. And then the match ended with uh, both of them going for pretty much a beer bottle and trying to smash each other over the heads. But Gunner beat Storm to the to the point and picked up the victory. Uh, awesome match. I marked out for that. Just It was awesome to see TNA putting on a match like that. Uh, gives you kind of like... Makes you look forward to next week. Dare I say that? Yeah, I guess so. Dare I say that? Um, yeah, so that's the that's the episode 164 of Marking Out. Yeah, Pillsbury has frosting out there. It's called uh, caramel apple. Don't eat it. it tastes like oh. clay. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It tastes like clay. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but that's Marking Out. Uh, you can go check out all of our past episodes at markingout.com. Go listen. You can go subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, go rate us. Go uh, comment everything. Share it with your friends. Um, you can also go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash out. You can follow me on Twitter, Dave the Rave, that all the ladies crave, at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. You can you follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Um, 
Anything else we got to plug? YouTube. Yes, YouTube. You could go uh, go watch past videos, youtube.com slash marking out, I think. No, that's not it. I, don't know. I think it's youtube.com slash user slash marking out, maybe. I think if you only do, marking I don't one. think you have to put the user in there. There's something. It's not marking out. It's um, like marking out one or something. If you know. want us to uh, play anything that you have, if you're a musician, if you're a poet, if you're a comedian, if you would like us to play you on the podcast and advertise for you a little bit, e- please email us markingout1 at gmail.com. Yes, if you're a not, if you're not a musician and you want to uh, record yourself singing a wrestler's theme song, yes, by all well, means, we'll, I'm down we'll to play, play that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you for listening once again, and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the brand new episode of Mark It Out. Can I open it? Oh, go ahead, Queen David. Go ahead, Queen David.